what's up, world? It's me, Nate, host of this Artist Exchange radio show, and I'm here on this chilly Friday afternoon, well, evening, uh, and we have a great show uh, lined up for today. We have a great guest, uh, an- another fellow actor and artist, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the project that he has come up, um, his life, post uh, <laughs> COVID um, and such. And we're going to just delve a little bit into, you know, what the world will look like for artists and what the world is currently right now for artists. Um, I want everybody to make sure that you're tuned in every Friday at 5 p.m. here to Be Exposed Radio. Um, and you can call in, you can dial in 443-642-9403 if you have any questions for my guest today. Um, and if you're looking for a platform to bring your show or if you're, you have a show, you need a new home for it, you definitely hit us up at BeExposedRadio.com. Info at BeExposedRadio.com uh, is a great place to jumpstart, refresh, or just start anew uh, with a podcast, getting your voice out there. Um, you can go to our website at www.beexposedradio.com and check out our latest news feed. We have a number of writers uh, on the team now who are uh, cranking out a lot of stories. <clears throat> I'm supposed to be one of them, but mm, it's, it's coming soon, coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. Uh, uh, I have to, I have to say. Um, this week has been really challenging, but uh, I want everybody who has been calling and, and sending messages and all of your support. Um, and right now, uh, you, as you know, I'm sitting in the middle of the studio. So we'll be back up and running next week, uh, Monday. And um, I just want everybody just to stay blessed, do your thing, be patient. The world is starting to open back up. Take your time and uh, do the best you can to keep yourself safe as well as everyone else around you. Um, so I'm a, without further ado, I'm just going to bring our guest on right now. Mr. Brian, if you can unmute yourself. Hey. Oh. hey. There I go. Hey, 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 hey. How you doing today, oh. sir? I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> I am doing good. Um, I am doing good. It's just, I, I actually, I got a couple of days of um, some rest. And then today was like, it's a whirlwind of stuff going on. But um, I'm here. I'm blessed. Um, and how are you doing on this lovely Friday afternoon? I actually am doing pretty <laughs> darn. I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. I mean, it's as good as possible. Um you know, working all day. I work all day in school and then I travel and perform. So <laughs> I'm doing all right. I can't. Well, you're, I, you know, just, I'm doing right. you're actually just finishing a project, uh, one play, and you're now at the tail end of rehearsal for the next one. How uh, yeah. How is that transitioning happening for you? Um, It's it's definitely it's 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 definitely a um like you said a transition for sure because the show that I just mm-hmm. got finished uh was a review so to speak but it was a review of like mm-hmm. different um different musicals 
from different time periods. None of them were really contemporary except for the hairspray one. And that was at the very end of the show. So everything was very classical music theater, very like, as we call it, legit singing or that Broadway mm, sound. That's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. What I mean. And so then to go from there to go completely on the opposite spectrum and do full on like gospel, R&B, jazzy, pop, just straight feet to the floor. Mm. Like, bah, Well, you were like, warming okay. up your voice. You had a nice, that was a nice warm up. But uh, <laughs> if, if you don't know already, Brian um, uh, Jeffrey is an actor, performer. Uh, and he is currently uh, in the Afrocentrics production of Art Dream Centric. Girls. Art Centric. Did I? What did I say? Afrocentric. Afro oh, sorry, my mind. The Afrocentric Art Centric uh, theater group out of Morgan that started out of Morgan. Um, uh, well, I think it's more so. It was Morgan students who put together this uh, group, and they've been doing a phenomenal job and been very consistent over the last few years in cranking out a number of projects. I think the last thing I saw from them was uh, a, The Wiz, which they did at Motorhouse. Um, yeah. But they've been steadily growing and and really giving Baltimore's theater scene a run for their money. And they're currently opening up this production uh, at Center Stage. A really, that, that theater looks marvelous last time I've seen it. Uh, yeah. And you are playing what character again? I'm I'm playing Jimmy or James Thunder Early or Jimmy Early, whichever. He's James like the uh, okay. Yeah, he's the 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 showman of the group. He's the one that gets the dreams pretty much mm. their start, and he's more or less mm -hmm. he's used. That's what most people don't All understand. Right. He's used from the beginning of the show. He's used to jumpstart and put somebody else on the platform and then pretty much left to if you saw the his movie, own that, that character was played by uh, Eddie Murphy. That was the Eddie, yes. Murphy, Eddie Murphy's character in the movie Dream Girl. Yeah. Um, yes. I, uh, I love this piece. This is one of my favorite pieces, musicals, that is, next to Pearly. Um, and it has a very infamous history in that it is allegedly the story of Motown, um, mm -hmm. the Supremes, and uh, Barry Gordy being the prominent characters that are supposed to be allegedly being represented in this piece. Um, Shirley Ralph, and I'm trying to remember the other um, two names. My mind is gone right now. Loretta Devine. They originated this. Loretta Devine and Jennifer, Jennifer Holliday, Holliday uh, 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 were the original Dream Girls, and this piece has gone on. I don't care how many times you see Dream Girls, you always are willing to see it again. And this right. piece, I, I'm sure, art centric is doing that thing. Um, I've seen a number of, of uh, the castmates that are in it that are familiar to me, and I, I can't wait to come out and see it. Um, yeah, and I was just introduced to this gentleman who is coming down to Baltimore and doing his thing. He's actually a Morgan Knight as well, um, returning to Baltimore. And how excited are you to be a part of this production? I am like, 
so Dreamgirls is one of my favorite shows. So the fact that I'm even able to do it again for like the ninth time but <laughs> is amazing. So I'm excited because it's literally on a different platform than it's ever been on. Like um, Art-Centric, while mm-hmm. Art-Centric is not necessarily a small theater anymore, um, you know, it, mm-hmm. it primarily had us in, you know, in our own community. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, now being as though like we're having this pretty much the first black partnership with a major regional theater in that area, let alone Baltimore City the stage, you know, this is going to be, mm-hmm. it's, it's so exciting. And it's such a, a lift for art-centric and for every single artist involved on on front of the table and behind the table. So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen anything from Art Centric or even from Center Stage, you know, both of those uh, uh, entities coming together, there's going to be some magic and some <laughs> some awe on that stage. Uh, Center Stage has a way of transforming that small space uh, into something that you're like, where did all this come from? And I've seen some great work from Art Centric in, in terms of as they begin to grow and mature as a theater company and now a theater organization here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really impressed at the growth. And I can't, um, I'm sure you stepping into this is going to be like coming coming home again. Um, yeah. And how, how long have you been working as a professional artist? I have been, okay, this is such a loaded question. The easiest answer is to say mm-hmm. since I was three. <laughs> Literally, since I was three. Okay. I, I, my, my first professional show, I was three years old. Um, and then uh, it just snowballed from there. Of course, I had that period where it was like, uh, I'm supposed to be doing this, this, this for me. Um, because mm-hmm. we get, we get so, um, crippled if you will by the the slowdown but i'm a witness if you just keep mm. on going just keep on going and it will work out because i'm telling you i have this saying where i say that you know what is for you will never miss you and it hasn't even when i mm-hmm. took my hands off mm-hmm. for a second i was like, yeah. I was like god all right it and it it happened so you know and there was just the thing, I get offer after offer, deal after deal. I'm like, well, all right, come on, let me go. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely people don't understand. Even I mean, this pandemic, I think, showed a lot of people uh, what uh, perseverance really is. I don't care how much money you had or what you had going on before. You definitely got a dose of you know you need to be humble. You need to be humble. You need to be thankful and always focused on uh, your lane. Uh, But for Black artists, Black actors, specifically theater actors, more specifically, it is not easy keeping that ball rolling because they only make space for one or two of us to be stars. You know, um, there's always just it is as if it's not enough room for all of us to create. And we've definitely seen with the with the burst of streaming networks, 
that it's possible. You know, right. uh, even within the theater community and say a city like Baltimore, there was room for all of us to achieve and not worry about uh, art centric coming in and stealing the ticket sales from da 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 black group. Um, it is definitely room for all of us to do it. I think the, um, I'll go back to when I saw The Wiz in Baltimore, it was three other companies doing that same play, but it didn't stop either of them from doing it. And I, I hate how they make us as black artists feel like it's only room for a few of us to get through. And then, but when we look at other cultures, it's a plethora of representation, but I think this last year or two has shown us just keep moving, find your space and, and do your great, do your greatness in that space and, and everything yeah. else will work itself out, but just keep doing it, keep doing it. Um, what made you, what made you decide to be a professional artist? Cause it's one thing doing it in school where, you know, ain't like you got a full-time job and kids to take care of. But once yeah. that diploma has been handed to you, real life happens. So what what did what uh, prompted you to make this your career? Um, it was it was just the drive of everything that I've worked for, that I've worked for mm-hmm. in my in my life. Everything that I worked for from uh, from my mom put me through school you know, through all the Pennsylvania ballets and the Morgan States and the University of the Arts and the travel. It's like, you know, at what point is this going to pay off? At what point are my gifts going to speak for me? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And and the thing is, it's like, also, I always tell people, well, I want to do it because I want to be famous. And they're like, what do you mean be famous? And I don't mean famous in like the money in the clips in the glamour. I'm talking about famous meaning that once I get to that level, that means that my story has touched the world. You get what I'm saying? Like there's something about what I possess and what's in me has touched almost everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's Mm. and people want to watch me. So it's just like okay, I I gotta drive. And it also makes me feel good as well. Right. To be a stage actor, that that immediate gratification is why many of us continue to do it. Um, and mm-hmm. I, most people who don't do that don't understand it. Even somebody who does it for TV and film, they don't get that often, get that immediate gratification. So you don't know what that adrenaline rush feels like or that you know, looking out there and you can hear the papers crinkling, you can see the person on the damn cell phone, you can feel them in your presence. So how much of how much of that passion goes into the roles that you choose and the production that you choose to be a part of? Um, all of it. <laughs> I I'm known for I'm known for um quote unquote embodying a character you know I don't like I don't believe I'm not a traditionalist Mm. when it comes to art in my artistry so it's like I have to find a way to make it about me without taking away from the integrity of the role because some people can make it about them and and completely just 
change the world to something mm. it's not supposed to be. So it's just like, you know, so I, I believe in, I don't say I'm not, I won't say a method actor because I can do that too, but method, you know, but I'm just saying that when I'm on, I'm on. I leave it on the stage mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and whatever passions, I don't believe in having the same show twice. You have a similar show, obviously, mm-hmm. but not the same show because I believe that every single audience deserves to get every single bit of authenticity and originality mm-hmm. that you bring. I'm not going to bring you an autocopy. I'm not going to do that. No. What I'm going to do is going to give you your show for you every single day. So, yeah. When you, when you, uh, so getting real quick, uh, shifting back to Dream Girls, uh, you're just coming from Philly uh, and you're just joining your cast for the rehearsal process of this. How has it been so far? Like, just first describe that, that the work of an artist, because um, the, the job of an actor is to get the job, uh, one. Uh, so doing one piece and getting another role, uh, describe that process and then what it feels like right now to be kind of thrust into their rehearsal process. Well, I mean, it definitely was, it, it was, uh, it was, it's definitely something that you cannot get a, get a handle on if you don't have any experience. Okay, if you're unexperienced, it, it you'll just fall apart. But um, it teaches you how to pretty much, um, as we say, work in rep. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it teaches you how to do that. So it's not like so for the past few years, it's been like this. It's been different because I'm traveling. I said coming from. Philly down to Maryland. So it's like get off work, drive two hours and change, go to rehearsal, do that, come back. <laughs> you know, um, and do the process. So it's 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 definitely um it takes commitment, it takes drive, and it takes a willingness that I have found that a lot of people lack in this newer age they want everything just to be handed to them or given to them it's like no you got to do work like you have to put in the miles put in the blood sweat and tears get frustrated but you gotta want it like you have to want it and I feel like that want is so it's there, but it's not it's not solidified for a lot of the younger people. I just want them to like kind of just to just be hungry. Be hungry for it. So that's what that's right. what makes me helps me do it. Just being hungry. Right. And well today's topic is actually uh when failure isn't a option. And that one sometimes is not enough. It's not enough. And because surely wanting something will help you get closer to it, but you have to, you have to need it. You have to um, definitely get some crowd support um, and, and understand. um, This is especially when you are an artist, 
and it's I equate it so artists are needed just like you know a doctor is needed just like the police are needed just like you know the government officials are needed and we, I think we learned throughout this pandemic how much of a necessity the arts are because it, without the versus battles and all the virtual plays that we all had to take part in and all the programming that we got from that we realized the necessity of artists mm -hmm. um but it had you have to in my opinion and i get and i agree with everything that you're saying but you need to want it and you need to feel like it's a need mm -hmm. you know the same energy that you were put into making somebody else's dream come true i.e a nine to five you have to put that same energy into it and there's no there are plenty of people who will tell you how to do this how to be right. an actor and what the business is but until you're actually you know getting leaving one work and driving two hours and going back and forth uh for little to no pay sometimes you know you'll you won't understand what that drive is when you're when, what you're getting paid basically paid for all those tolls and all that gas money exactly maybe like a burrito from 7-eleven <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because mm -hmm. i had some pizza and a little kebab from 7-eleven one day because i didn't have time to get anything else mm -hmm. and that's what i'm saying that's why i say it's a hunger like it's like mm -hmm. when you're hungry you have to you have to nourish that hunger or you're going to be in pain you're going to be sick right. you have to eat and that's the thing it is time to eat that's what i'm trying to get to these artists now even young and old but especially the newer generation these what are they called gen z yeah. or something whatever they're called it's just like mm -hmm. it's time to eat it's time to eat it's time to nourish that thing like everybody keeps talking about oh i don't want to work for anybody i want to be my own boss I don't know. Well, do it. Eat. Mm. Let's go. Get on the grind. It's very it's hard. That's a very hard thing to think about, though. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's hard, but you never, you're never going to know unless you do it. They always say the hardest part of the mm -hmm. journey is taking the first step. Take the first step. You're going to get, and I know this sounds very cliche of what I'm about to say, but it's so true. You are going to get a thousand no's before you get a yes and all it takes is one one yes one yes in the right opportunity will splurge you into a pool of just endless stuff like i'm telling you i got sick back in mm. uh december of 2018 i want to say and i was down when I say I was in the hospital for eight days and I was down for like the month after and I had like a port in my arm and it was going into my heart to like make sure like you know it had mm. and it had something like sepsis it was a whole bunch of things my face looked like Emmett Till like it was bad I'm sure I have it on my Instagram somewhere and Facebook and it was bad and I said oh my god I couldn't hold a note for more than five seconds without getting winded i couldn't talk i was breathing treatments it was it was crazy i couldn't walk or nothing so literally mm. the day the day i got the port out of my arm i'm not exaggerating the literal day i got it out that night i started rehearsal in virginia for another show 
I didn't audition for anything. Mm. But it's, I'm telling mm. you, do the work. Your work will speak for you. Your work will speak for you. And it, it will pay for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So one of my one of uh one of my close friends and and now mentor now, uh Troy said to me, Troy Burton said to me, don't chase money. I I, we were having a conversation within a group and that was something he said out of his mouth. Don't chase it. You know, if if this is for you, as you said at the beginning, it's for you. You know, and you nobody can take it away from you. Nobody can, you know, be a doorkeeper, nobody can block you and it, it roadblocks can be put in your way monkey wrenches can be thrown into your plan self-sabotage can happen but if it's for you it will be for you and 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 i had a real thankful moment last week and i posted on my post and i'm never really that transparent with things but i just thank people anybody who have given me a ride from rehearsal or to rehearsal or you know out of the blue you know, took me to lunch, you know, this this world, especially if you're, you're coming from academic uh, mm-hmm. art, artistry, it can be, you can be hungry, and you can be hungry a lot. Yeah. And, and people yeah. don't realize, not just mentally, but physically, you know, uh, we have to, we have to figure out that thing within ourselves. That's why I, I really love the art-centric uh, brand, because it was a number of Morgan students who chose to continue their education and take what they've learned from that institution and from their various outlets and put that together and work together. We don't see that a lot in our groups because it, it, that's why I said it takes more than me wanting it. It really takes a community because I can go out there and produce a show and learn my lines, but if nobody comes to see it, it, it you know, it, no it, it works, but I can play to those five people that show up, but, you know, it, it that's an ego blow. Uh, right. And that often takes the wind out of people, but I, we need the audience just like we need the 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 tech, just like we need the costumer, just like we need the actor, you know, and it's a blessing to be able to do this, you know, and I think yeah. a lot of artists, even probably when you were down in 2018, I think that probably showed you just how much you wanted this. Just how much you wanted it. And uh, I remember uh, saying, I don't want to be an actor anymore. I'm going to just be a stage manager. And I remember Mm -hmm. being a horrible stage manager because I was focused too much on what they were doing on stage. You know, I I wanted to be on the stage. And I, I felt like I had given up on that dream, but the yearning, the urge to do it, you know, sitting in your room learning monologues just because, just because, just because. nobody told you learn that monologue, but no, nope. because it's in you. Um, so do you do more musical theater, or, or do you do what we consider like a straight play? Um, I do. Or does it matter to you? No, it doesn't matter. It literally just depends on what uh, what's getting me. I'm actually in talks right now with um, a pretty known i can't say the name but a pretty known director who is doing mm-hmm. an original and one of their original plays can't really say what that is <laughs> but they are you know they're in talks <laughs> with me of, of of me they're in talks with me of possibly playing the lead in it um and it's a straight play 
and mm-hmm. it will be done in Atlanta next year. Um, okay. Uh, and I think they're starting there, and they could possibly touring out. Also, the other project is, um, we'll see, uh, possibly be doing a staged reading here in Philly with this year, hopefully, and we'll see, we'll see if something else doesn't, you know, mm. in January. Um, so it's, it, yeah, I do a lot of uh, straight plays and I do a lot of musicals. Um, and it's funny because some people don't know that I do straight plays and then some straight play people don't know that I do musicals. And then that comes down to the singing, yeah. acting, dancing. It can a be lot two of separate worlds know. at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely, it definitely feels is. like two separate worlds. Definitely. Definitely. Mm. And it's hard. It's hard. I tell people it's mm. hard to, because at first I thought I had to choose a lane. And mm. then, and then after a while, I'm like, no. God gave me the ability to act, to sing, to dance, to write. Direct. I'm going to do all of it. And guess what? And the moment I accepted the fact that, hey, you can just do it, I did it. And now it's mm-hmm. finally, I don't, I don't feel slighted. Yeah, I don't feel slighted. That's the key. Accepting that you can do these things. We don't do that easily. You know what I mean? We'll accept mm-hmm. we'll accept that other people can do it, but it's like me? Nah. It's finally accepting. Like, you know, they say acceptance is the first part of the journey or of the recovery, whatever. Yeah, like we're all recovering um addicts because we don't want to admit it about artists, especially and black people. We're somewhat addicted to denial, to oppression to belittling ourselves you know we're addicted to the darkness of it and so the acceptance mm-hmm. is the acceptance is knowing that wait i can do this i've been in my own way this whole time because we can't blame everybody else okay for the first few right. times sure for the first few times sure but after a while it's like no it's it's not everybody else what are you doing to change that so that's what I did. I accepted the fact that I was in my own way, but at the same time accepted the fact that I can do these things and I made it happen. And now here we are. Right. <laughs> it, 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 but that takes a lot of, for that type of self-awareness, it takes a lot of community because mm-hmm. there, you know, a, a lot of us, there's a lot of people out there who are on that I got mine now you got to get your type of mentality but we it's, it's time for us to work together and I've seen throughout this pandemic how working together is beneficial for all parties concerned so yeah. that takes a lot of us dropping a lot of that uh, past baggage that we've been carrying and it's been mm-hmm. comfortable because getting high off of that story uh, as Yonla Van Zetta say you know, many of us have gotten high, as you were saying, off of that story. And we we are comfortable living in that space of, you know, I have to, you know, we have to struggle. You know, one of the things that I ask to a lot of my students is uh, we are 
one of the one of the things that I give to my students a lot is, you know, can you can you be an artist and and not struggle? And I'm not saying, you know, with the money and stuff like that, but can you be an artist without carrying with you the struggle? I'm I'm hungry, I'm broke, you know, my dad wasn't there, or I didn't have the money, or you know, I gotta live in this apartment with five other people until I make it. You know, that the physical struggle will be there. Those things will be there. But do I have to carry that along with me, even as I begin to open doors? Do I have to carry that struggling artist mantle with me despite achieving or growing or actually doing it? Can I drop that struggle? Do you think we can can be artists without the struggle? Black artists without the struggle. To be honest, um, no. <laughs> and I, let me tell you why. I'm going to say why. Because that gives us that much more of inspiration. And there's a reason why um, Black artists, you know, why we're now so held in high regard because we're mm -hmm. able, we're able to use our experience, both ancestral and now, to drive our our performance, to drive our artistry. Everything feels real. Some might mask it in different ways, but it feels, but it's real. Like we could talk about, let's take twerking, as we call it, twerking. People are like, oh, that's. You know, they just being fed. But twerking is really African dancing. It's from our, but we're, you know, mm -hmm. we just found a way to present it to that, to present it to you. You see it as that way, but this is really an art form. Try to do it and you can't. Not like we can. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, same thing mm -hmm. with singing. Same thing with acting. We're able to find those, those inner dark parts and, and release it. And um, the problem is that a lot of people, because artists are psychologists, I don't care what anyone said, we're able to dig into parts and just like, oof, what right. happened? Um, it's kind of like, people don't understand that your your pain is, is always going to bother you until you put it down. And that's what our, that's what our art is. It's us putting everything down on the floor, say, leave it on the floor, leave it on the stage, leave it on the paper, leave, you know, leave. that's our release. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. um, it's like, it's always gonna be heavy if you don't have that outlet. So if you, if you have a glass of water, right? Um, and you hold this glass of water straight out in front of you, of course, it's only an eight ounce glass of water. It's cool. But if you keep your arms straight out, a couple hours go by, you're gonna start to it's gonna start to get heavy. You keep holding it out. If you hold it out for a few more hours, it's gonna start to get, you know, it gets heavier. Your arm gonna start tingling, your arm gonna get numb, your hands gonna cramp up. And the re and the reality of the fact is the reality of the fact is that the water never changed how heavy it was. It never changed. But your arm, you holding on to it your body start being affected by how much and how long you're holding on to this stuff. And the moment you put it down, then you get the feeling back in your hands. Then you can move on to the next mm -hmm. thing. Like, oof, 
I'm glad I put that down. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So it's it's right. that's what the right. art is. That's what the art is for us. It's laying it out on the table, finding creative ways. Sometimes we don't even make up characters anymore. We just say it like it is. And sometimes that's the best mm-hmm. story. You know what I mean? And that's what people love about black art that we're able to present mm-hmm. to you this nonfiction. Even if it's in with a fictional character, we're able to give you our nonfiction story to help you understand where we're coming right. from. One of the things that I one of one of the things that I see from that, and it, the the question, can we be artists without the struggle? Is I think for too long we've held on to all the pain. We we can't do anything about the history or the mm-hmm. memory of that history. But at some point, we have to heal. You know, mm-hmm. we can be method actors and be able to tap back into that moment because we won't forget what it, how it made us feel. But I'm at a space right now where I have to heal. I can no mm-hmm. longer hold on to those stories and those segments of my life and the history that, you know, that I'm standing on top of. I can no longer be unhealed. Too, I, mm-hmm. I think for too long, we've given in the world our pain in the form mm-hmm. of entertainment and we have all these artists that we've lost and are losing and unfortunately will lose without seeing the spectrum happen to them we've right. seen them grow we've seen them hurt we've seen them be destroyed we've seen them at the peak of that destruction and then that's it you know mm-hmm. so I, I think that's when I ask that question, is in reference to that. I, I don't ever want to forget it. You know, I don't ever, I don't ever want it not being taught to our children. I don't ever want it being shown in movies and television because I don't want to repeat that history. Uh, so I mm-hmm. think seeing it helps us to make decisions to do differently. Uh, but exactly. no longer do I want to entertain the world knowing that I'm still in pain. I don't want another Whitney Houston or another Michael right. Jackson, or I, I don't want another Nina Simone. I don't want these people to exist uh, mm-hmm. and, and as they have existed any longer. I don't want that to be, you know, the story anymore. I want to see right. people healthy and vital and healed and still being able to show that history and tap into it, but not have to go and do some Coke or drink, uh, you know, a whole gallon or get high. Mm-hmm after they get off that stage. I don't want right. that to happen anymore to our artists. And we know too right. many people personally and within history that have had to do that. Just to cope, just to go back out there the next day for the next show and, and pour all that pain out on the stage again. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all I, about... I that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, and I'm, I, I totally agree. It's all about... It's all about um, Communication. And pe- mm-hmm. It's all about communication and conversation, which is one thing that the mm-hmm. world has been so scared to do. Communication and conversation. That's how we start that. That's mm-hmm. how we get that to be better. You know, um, it's it's just like, I swear, I'm like a, I don't know what I've become. I've become like this. <laughs> this anecdote type person lately but it's just like I, I, I always like to say 
let it hurt, let it heal, and let it go. Mm-hmm. And that goes for whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, let it hurt, let it heal. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, I'm upset that all these things happen to us. Of course, I'm a black man in America. Duh, of course. But mm-hmm. at what point, but it's like, if I'm not having these conversations, if I'm not communicating and co- and having conversation, there's no point. They need to know how. So we can't be tight-lipped and mm-hmm. be afraid about, oh, God, what are they going to think? No, it's like, I don't care what you're going to think. This is the story. This is how I feel. Now I can move on. Now you can be upset about it. But I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, this is the truth. Right, right. This is what happened, yeah. and then we can move yeah. on. Yeah, so I don't want to be. A, I, I'm. I'm not going to. So be beyond, beyond uh, dream girls, are there any roles that you want to do? Any any plays you want to act in? Or I know you just talked about something that you possibly will be doing, but outside of that, are there any any productions or any? directors you want to work with or um yes um i have been dying to do a soldier's play a soldier's story like i want to do that so that i i don't think people understand i want to do that so mm. bad i'm gonna like i'm like oh just let me get in there just just once. um then i want to do um uh, uh, top dog, underdog. I really want to do that. Uh, that's like on my. When my... did you see? Have you seen it done? Oh yeah, I've seen it done. I think the very, very first time I saw Top Dog, Underdog was, I want to say 2005 or 2006. And I've seen it a few times after that, but it was when I saw it. Um, I'm like, I need to. I need to do that. I need to do that. Like. It's like, you know, and I'm also, um, mm. I just want to branch out. I just want to, you know, I want people to see me. Like, I want my side, my world to be crossed, finally. And I think it's starting to happen. You know, you see me as a straight play actor, but now see me in the other way. You see me as a music theater, now see me this other way. So, uh, because it's just who I am. I have a lot of stories. I write, I write my own as well. Um, I was a part of Q Fest for not this last one, I was the one before that. You know, I did a a show. I mean, I wrote a short play that was compiled from a longer one that I wrote. So I had to pretty much write a whole new show um, called "I Love You Too, Dad," and it was about um, pretty much the last moments that I had with my father before he passed, and how it pretty much affected me. Mm-hmm as a as a man now um and it was really quick it was just the the, the fact that the, the night that my dad died september 3rd i mean september 8th um 1993 he passed at 908 p.m so it was like 908 908 that was like the it was weird um mm. and he was 25 and his last thing we were at church and he said to me he was like oh he always called me rocket he said I love you, Rockhead. And I was like, I'm not saying that back. You know what I'm saying? And then he passed. Literally (laughs) like an hour or so later. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of, so I spent my life um, up 
up until I really wrote that show, which was like a year or two ago, maybe two years ago, um, I spent my life saying, if I would have said, I love you too, dad, would he still be alive? I spent mm. years trying to figure that out. And so now, if someone says, I love you or, or love you or something, I will say it back. Even though it mm. may be uncomfortable for me, I still yeah. say it back. You know, because it's like you never know. You just never know. Yeah. So I'm I'm very, I'm very yeah. So that's why I'm I'm I definitely want people to see my acting now, to see me. Finally see me. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. That's where I'm at. So will will that be something that we'll see you direct soon or you know what? Yes. Yes. There's no maybe. Mm. That's a definite yes. Mm. Um, I also have uh, two <laughs> new musicals that I'm currently, well, one is finished. It's going to, I'm praying to God to workshop it next year. I was going to do it this year, but Dreamgirls came about. So I said, uh, let me push that to next mm. year. And then I'm working on another one um, with a great like musician and composer and singer oh my god i'm so excited about this one based off a black cult classic um and we're in talks with the actual writer of this black cult classic um who wrote it and you know they're right now they seem to be okay with this but we want to see what actually happens <laughs> once ever you know how how the stars get their mind i'm not gonna say what it is but just just know i just want to keep the prayers up that it literally like keep streamlining going through i've been very tight-lipped about it um because i believe you know working silently is the best mm -hmm. and you know and this generation does not work silently <laughs> They don't know what that is. Right. So I've been working very silently. I'm getting it nailed down to the floor. I'm getting lots of, um, I have a, I have like three people on the team, uh, but we're, we're hitting it. You know, I've been just writing and writing and writing. And because I love this Black Coke classic so much, that's what I'm going to call it right now. Um, it's, it's just flowing. It's flowing. I'm so excited about it. My own mom don't even know, but she knows now. Hey, so I'm up watching. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Mr. Brian Jeffrey. Um, don't go anywhere. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your cousin Peaches that Brian is on the Artist Exchange Radio Show. So we'll take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll be right back. Don't forget to go to our website, www.beexposedradio.com, and check out our latest news articles and stories and our latest shows on the station. And don't forget, if you're ready to cross over and bring that show over to Big Exposed Radio, we're here, info at beexposedradio.com. Don't forget to also like, share, subscribe to our uh, Instagram page, our YouTube page, and our Facebook page for the Artist Exchange Radio Show and be exposed. And follow Mr. Jeffrey as well. Uh, we'll put up his information in a few seconds. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I've always been an open book. And it was time to write the story that God has been preparing me to share. Dear Tombstone is a glimpse 
into all of the hardest things that I've dealt with and that were sent to kill me, deter me, and delay me from fulfilling my purpose that God has set over my life is a journey down memory lane for me, but hopefully it encourages you to tell your story. It's now available on Amazon. train and certify over 10,000 students in 10 years. We can renovate over 10,000 houses in 10 years. This is the Inner City Trade School Project sponsored by Get With The Program. It's our time and it's our turn. But like once we address once we address the needs of the students, we can ensure that they'll be successful in the program. The, the, the main idea is to know the safety of the program. Do Black Lives Matter? Yes. yes. We want to show you how much Black Lives Matter because we have a solution to the problem. This school will help change the mindset of our young Black men. And that's what we're trying to do, bring pride back to our community. Substitute use, anger management, uh, mental health. So here at the Inner City Trade School, that's what we're uh, trying to build. That's what we're trying to create, an environment for our people to thrive. always been an open book and it was time to write the story that God has been preparing me to share. Dear Tombstone is a glimpse into all of the hardest things that I've dealt with and that were sent to kill me, deter me, and delay me from fulfilling my purpose that God has set over my life. is a journey down memory lane for me, but hopefully it encourages you to tell your story. It's now available on Amazon.
can train and certify over 10,000 students in 10 years. We can renovate over 10,000 houses in 10 years. This is the Inner City Trade School Project sponsored by Get With The Program. It's our time and it's our turn. Feel like once we address once we address the needs of the students, we can ensure that they'll be successful in the program. The, the, the main idea is to know the safety of the program. And Do Black Lives Matter? Yes. yes. We're going to show you how much Black Lives Matter because we have a solution to the problem. This school will help change the mindset of our young black men. And that's what we're trying to do: bring pride back to our community. Substitute anger management. Um, so here at the inner city trade school, that's what we're uh, trying to build. That's what we're trying to create an environment for our people to thrive. up and welcome back to the artist exchange radio show i'm your host nate um one one quick like throw out there i really am really supportive of a lot of different businesses that we have here i'm sorry i was uh looking for something that i was supposed to announce but the artist exchange is here for you this is a platform for artists and entrepreneurs and community leaders to come to to share your story, not only promote what you're doing, but share your story with a very unique group of people. Um, and I, I wanna continue to thank the people who support the show, support the station, support me as an artist. And I wanna continue to do the work that I have to do. We've been kind of lax over the last couple of months because I've been trying to figure out how do we continue this show and not only the show, but the brand of the Artist Exchange, as, as anybody who owns anything, you know it is very hard to keep it going. That becomes a job, maintaining the platforms, the business, the connections, the networking. So I want to just extend my arm out to any other shows, any other artists, any other community leaders, any other entrepreneurs who want to partner up with a platform that is for 
all of us surviving, all of us growing, all of us achieving. And what I want to continue to thank the people who continue to support, continue to share, continue to uh, send us all the blessings that we can hold. Uh, but without further ado, thank you again. But without further ado, I want to uh, welcome back my guest, Mr. Brian Jeffrey. He is a part of Art Centrics production of Dream Girls that is opening on November the 16th. Uh, really, it's November. Yes, the 16th. Wait, let me look. Let me make sure. <laughs> yes, November it's the 16th. November the 16th through December the 12th. Um, yes. At Center Stage, if you go to centerstage.org, you can see the information for it. It's being directed by Mr. Kevin McAllister and music direction by Henry Krieger. Go well, out. I'm sorry, did well, I say that wrong? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we have a switch up. We have a switch up. So I'm going to tell you, the, okay, so it is www.artcenter.org. And Baltimore, uh, I mean, centerstage.org. Um, it's also, it is directed by Kevin McAllister. Um, Henry Krieger is the one who created Dream Girls. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, did I say music so But I, yes. I have to say music by, I'm sorry. Yeah, music, music by, by, yeah. We currently are, so our music, so we have... Uh, through a big production. So we have two music directors and musical supervisor. So we have um, the music direction is Joshua Somerville and Cynthia Renee. Um, and the musical supervisor is the co-founder of Art Centric, which is Cedric D. Lyles. Okay. Um, so Cedric. Yeah, he's a musical genius. I'm sure a lot of people know who Cedric is. Um, um, and uh, the choreographer is uh, Shalice Hemby, um, or we just say Shay, like Shea Butter. Um, and yeah, that and her assistant, her co or assistant choreographer is Antonio Beverly. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're pretty much our creative team. Um, I'm just so excited about it. It's about to be just, we have a lot of powerhouses in this show. Yep. It is, and all of them, like a lot of them have their own businesses, mm -hmm. whether it be artists, whether it be uh, like crafts of any type. Like, it's crazy. It, mm -hmm. it, I'm so excited about this. Uh, uh, Dream Girls is a very huge production. I've never seen it with under like 25 people in it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a huge production, hence probably why they are partnered with Center Stage, amongst other reasons. But um, to house that type of uh, cast, they needed yeah. a stage that could definitely welcome them. Um, tell me a little about a little bit about rehearsals so far. How has rehearsals been going? Um, rehearsals are. Ooh, man, they're intense, to say the least. Um, they are intense uh, rehearsals because Dream Girls is an easy show to learn mm -hmm. because it's catchy from top to bottom. Like, whatever, it's and an easy I, show. I don't know to anybody learn. who hasn't seen it, so that exactly. probably makes it a little easier, but. 
if you haven't seen the musical, you at least seen the movie, which you mm-hmm. know there. Uh, it's an easy show to learn, but it's mm-hmm. not an easy show to put up. It's not an easy show to get in your body. You can learn it, but you it's can't. So fast. It's, a, it's very fast. Oh my gosh! Like, let me tell you, we have a joke for, for veterans of Dream Girls. Like, I'm I'm a, actually a veteran of Dream Girls. The moment you hear if that. Mm-hmm. Anxiety hits. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, oh god, oh god! It's not <laughs> that that cowbell at the beginning of the show is like, I, I don't know, it's like Judgment Day or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh lord, when the Lord comes back, I'm gonna hear cowbell. I swear. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, but it happens in the first top, the first half, and it happens in the top of the second half. It's a, you hear it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, here we go, nonstop. And it's and especially right. for my character, it's like go 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 go. So it's um it it it's definitely it's a task. It's a task. Yeah, it's very. That's the one thing that I remember about that production. It's very fast. Um, and most most musicals still have it. It is built in to have breaks. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's for the actors or for the musicians, but. This is one of those pieces where you need to know if this is what you want to do. Um, and if it's if it's not, it will definitely, by the end of it, let you know, maybe I need to find another uh, passion because this isn't. But it's, it's, it's a great piece. It's iconic. It's well-known. Um, as I said, um, Loretta Devine, uh, um, uh, Jennifer Holliday, and Shirley Ralph created this, and not in terms of they, it was all theirs, but they originated these roles. And I, since then, we've seen so many faces go throughout it, the, the creation of the movie. And it's still, every time you see it, it's like, it's a new piece. It doesn't feel like it's as old as it is, but it feels right. like a new, like something now that could be right now a uh, piece. Um, but it, it's it's one of those pieces that I think every actor should try if you are musically um, inclined, and, and if you're a dancer, if you're if you're a performer, this is a piece to, that will test you. Definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It is literally the all-encompassing. I feel like <laughs> if you don't do Dream Girls as a black artist, mm-hmm. you, you can't do any other show. It is mm-hmm. literally the musical theater boot camp for a yeah. singer, dancer, actor. It is, mm-hmm. you have to have the highest energy. Yes, you can yeah. sing. Yes, you can dance. But you have to act like it's everybody is seen yeah. in this show. Everybody. And, you know, and, and being one of the leads, it's so, like, I know for me, I once I hit, I don't get a break till like the last couple of scenes of each act. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, it is yeah. literally, and people arguably say that Jimmy Early is probably the hard, one of the hardest, if not the hardest, musical mm. theater role for a man. Especially mm. like, like, because it's so, it lives in the stratosphere. And well, he has to be it, us. 
like the whole time, like his character is up there and it's very yeah. hard to start up here and maintain that because there's nowhere else to go but down. And you yeah. can't, you're not allowed you to can't. do that. You're not, you're not afforded the opportunity, even mm. in the set, even in the, the dramatic, as we call it, parts. Um, he, it, the hardest, one of the hardest parts about Jimmy Early is, especially in this, it's in the second half, knowing that you're performing to be fired or knowing like you're bringing people with you just for you to be let go. You're yeah. rising people yeah. up just for you to fall. It's like, oh, it's such a dramatic to already know your end. You know mm. what I'm saying? Whew, that just spoke to me. To already know your end. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's like, oh, gosh. It's a part, the story is very infamous. Um, most people who are fans of Motown don't like the movie, but it's it's the infamy that follows this movie, uh, this this production rather is is that of you know what it took for Black people to achieve. Sometimes we had to break the rules. Um, sometimes we had to. Uh, you know, fight dirty as they fought. And this this film, this I keep saying film, this, this production definitely shows how hard it's been for Black artists and entertainers, specifically in the music, uh, the music genre. Uh, we, we originated so much, but our name was taken off for so much. So often we had to fight a little dirty in order yeah. to, you know, at least get a, accolade for our our hard work but I, I love the story I, I'm a big fan of Diana Ross uh, so I I always love the story and, and having Jennifer Hudson and uh, Beyonce step into it in a film version of it which one do you like the most I, I don't want to I hate asking a musical theater that music <laughs> that question but did you put did you respect the film of it all. <laughs> Set me up. Oh. <laughs> um, well. Notice how I asked you. Did, did Was there a, you know, I know, because film can sometimes cut a lot of Corners. the logistics, so you can get away with a lot on a film that you can't get away with on stage. Um, I'll put it this way. The film, knowing the story, if I never knew the musical in terms of, like, saw it, mm -hmm. I would say, oh, my God, it's such a great film. Oh, my God, mm. what a great story. But knowing the show, it's like, mm. ooh, this film is janky a little bit. Um, it, it's yeah. just, it, it was, it, it left a lot to, like, it left a lot to the imagination, which yeah. it's like one Laurel. They completely downplayed Laurel. Like Laurel was just like Michelle had more of a story than Laurel did. That's what it seemed like to me. And I'm like, mm. that's not at all what it is. Michelle is act. I mean, Laurel is actually the one that keeps the group together. She's yeah, the one man, that snatches the, the, the forty and slip though, because you were thinking yeah. about the group that's associated yeah. with it. But I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. That. 
like she's the one that snatches everybody's wig, you know, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Michelle, um, she's cool. Michelle has a deeper character because in the musical, Michelle, now, give you a little, little, little tidbit. Who opens the show? The stepsisters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Michelle, in every production, in every production, in every production of Dreamgirls, whether it's Broadway or not, Michelle was one of the stepsisters. Then mm-hmm. Michelle eventually becomes one of the dreams. Nobody mm-hmm. ever follows that streamline. Michelle mm-hmm. was also the understudy always for Dina. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's always mm-hmm. like nobody thinks about this. And I feel like the movie didn't, they made Michelle like some random girl that was um, looking for an autograph from Jimmy Early. Or yeah. Curtis, you know what I'm saying? And she was like, yeah, no, Michelle was I think they tried to play there. up the, the youngness of the characters versus, you know, the reality of who they were as individuals. But I think they tried to stay away from making it about the Supreme. So they had to kind of switch no way the story around a little bit. There's no way to bet. So the 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 and you can go back because they eventually talked about it. The stage version versus the movie version. David says definitely the I guess he said definitely the stage version. Exactly. <laughs> um actually Malshana I saw a comment and she's in the show with me as well. She's she's in okay. the show with me. Um I'm talking about somebody I can sing. That girl, my <laughs> Lord, today. But anyway, um, the 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 stage version is great, but the but the story is about loosely. It's about Supremes. It's about mm-hmm. the the I think it's the Ronettes, and it's somebody else. Uh, I forgot the other girl group. Um, I think they might even mention it, and I think they mentioned it in the show. The Supremes, the Marvelettes. It's just like it's all it's supposed to be about them. If you go mm-hmm. back and look at the history, all you'll of those see, girl groups, yeah. Yeah, it's those those certain ones that came before the newer generation goes down. Then mm-hmm. James Early is literally about James Brown, mm-hmm. Otis Redding, mm-hmm. and um uh what's the other guy's name? James Brown, Otis Redding, and um Sam Cook and Owners. Little Richard. It's it's like those four. It's loosely because all of them. And I'm gonna tell you the word. The Sam Cook one is because he was the father of soul. Okay. As they say, as they say, so that's why you will hear that throughout the play. James Brown, when they called him the uh, most electrifying man in show business or something like that, or a bit, and they called James Early the wildest man in show. Business. Otis mm. Redding was a thing. Otis Redding, his was when um, his part of the story is how Otis, you know, he broke away from the temptations and, you know, he had all this stuff, but they wanted to tone Otis down mm. for all his stuff. And they wanted to do that to Jimmy, but that's when, like, the fall really happened. And Otis was going through all that stuff and he did die in a plane crash. So that's the hero mm. there. Um, that, um, but you know the supreme same background for James Brown for a hot second. The dream is to get background for James Early. For hot, the names aren't even clever. It's like you know mm-hmm. it was just 
and they had a big lawsuit around the time this musical came out or like a little after, but they couldn't, the the writers won because they couldn't exactly, nobody could prove that right. they were talking about. But if you were a fan of Motown, you know definitely that these people were being represented mm-hmm. by the various artists, not just one or two, but the various artists that were, uh, hot at that moment that's that's one of the things that i i loved about it because it forced me to go back and 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 read about those artists that don't get the diana ross or the uh oldest reading type of top billing uh it made you research all of the artists because you'll realize there was you know a lot of uh representation even though some of it was blended like your character as a blend a crazy blend of characters because they were all strong on their own but uh this story is very historical it's very it has a lot of deep rooted meanings within our musical history and even the time Mm -hmm. period that they were in um it's it's one of my outside of the whiz and pearly is definitely one of my favorite musicals oh and now now uh uh the color purple now that that's been made into a musical uh but it, it definitely is up at the top of my list because it's it's timeless. You can do this a million times every year, and it's done every year. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, it's always it always feels fresh. And I know art centric is going to put their little juice on it and make oh, it yeah. magical. And Let I'm glad that they're you. at a center stage doing this because they're going to get the resources that are required to make a dream yeah. girl set yeah. come to yeah. life. It it is. Why tell you? The, the money and the tech and the and the mm-hmm. everything going into this production is this is about to blow every it's blowing my mind and like I said I've mm-hmm. this is my technically my ninth production of this I am I'm amazed I walk in there every day and it's literally like what <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like what am I hearing like from even from each rehearsal it's from rehearsal to rehearsal, there's like exponential growth. Like you, like I said, you have the lead, uh, lead. you got Jody C. Millhouse as uh, Dana, who's amazing. You got Shayla Lowe as, we have double cast, a couple. Okay. Uh, we have Shayla Lowe, who's another amazing Dana. Two different takes. You got Crystal Freeman, who's Effie, and Katrina Brene, who are two different Effies. They are mm-hmm. stupid great. You know, then you got double KSCs, you have um, Quincy Vicks and Tyrell Stanley. To, I I didn't think, I was like, there's no way in the world that they're going to be that different of a CCs or, and it's like, yeah, what? And it causes me, it's like, and, you know, and I'm cast as Jimmy and you have uh, Dana, um, um, Dana Neal as uh, Data Nearing, sorry, as Curtis. And it's forcing mm-hmm. us to double cast ourselves. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's so, it's such an interesting and needed time on stage. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's not, it's never stale. And that's the thing about the beauty of Dream Girls. You can never go in and be like, I want to do the same thing I did yesterday. There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way. It's such a physically and vocally and mentally demanding show. You will never. You would never, and like all the singers, Malshana, Ham, she's um, the Effie understudy. 
But Mashana has like souls throughout the show. This girl's voice is she's one of Baltimore's greatest singers, in my opinion. Mashana was the, when I when I heard that this is what they were doing, I knew voice-wise, Morgan is known for its musical, musical department. So I knew it wasn't gonna be any half stepping when it came to uh putting this on. Um and yeah. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I'm I'm hoping I can get there on November the 16th because it's gonna be crazy. I'm I'm quite sure tickets are already um, going on. But you can go to either Art Centric's website or Center Stages website right now and uh, book your tickets. Um, you're running for almost a month, um, so mm-hmm. definitely get your tickets. And I'm looking at the dates. Um, get them tickets now. And in terms yeah. of uh, <laughs> us coming. Cause it's just because some people wait, they wait and then they mad because they don't get the the tickets that they want, and they got my favorite the is, one, right? Yeah, my favorite, so my tickets. favorite one is. Oh, do you have any more? Are you, oh, you don't have any more tickets? Are y'all recording? No, no, no. That's not my job, <laughs> sir. That's not my ministry. I'm here learning lines and songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but get your tickets. But in terms of us going back from a pandemic, I, I just said. My first show uh, back in terms of being an audience member was uh, was going to see uh, Blues for Alabama Sky this past weekend, well, weekend before last. And uh, it was a little unnerving because I didn't know what to expect. Uh, and many theaters are going back to normal. They have been going back to normal for um, a few months now. And how did you feel? Because I know you're just coming from a show I'm still performing in the midst of this once you all were live with an audience it, it was so i don't know it was so strange because my so like my first first show back from the pandemic um in terms of live audience because mm-hmm. i did like a, a recording but in terms of live audience was shrek okay at uh at toby's in columbia and i played donkey Go figure. And (laughs) what a time, what a time. Um, I went to, I I did that. So at first we did it, it, I had two first time experience within one production. Okay. So when we did it, we did it, we did it with shields. And I had like what mm-hmm. they call the Z shield. So it was this way. So my makeup with and I could breathe. So the rest of the cast had like uh, the regular shields. We had the Z shield. So it's like hearing myself only and like that layer of like, oh, they can't really see my face. So it was like, it was great. But I never forget when they said we walked in one day for a show. It was like the last three weeks, the last month of the show. Because we ran for a while. They were like, hey, everyone, you could take your shields off now. We were like, huh? Mm-hmm. They're like, you could take the shields off. You could. And we were like, okay. And I'll never forget. It was such a surreal. I was like, I, I actually cried a little bit. I was like, oh my God, this mm-hmm. is what it was like. I will never, ever take for granted the opportunity mm-hmm. to do a show in front of people without a barrier. Right. I've never been. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And then I did this other show in Delaware. And I was like, two. I did 
And so I, I went from Shrek. This is uh, while doing Shrek. I went straight into um, rehearsals for and show for Amos and Haven. Went straight into Amos and Haven rehearsing. Um, the next show went to the next review, and then went straight into Dream Girls. Mm-hmm. So it's a little like I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! They're all, all high total. energy shows too. Yeah, I mean, just totally different shows, but just as much energy. And I'm so excited for Dream Girls to be like that show where the world is really just open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited. We're still in it, people. Please don't. We're still Wear in your it. mask. Wear your mask. But there's a and responsible your... way of doing this. And it, it, I was a little unnerved. I was a little anxious, but um, just knowing that artists needed this, you know, because it's one thing to do it where there's no audience and it's being live streamed. Uh, And I worked with a couple of those productions and it it doesn't feel the same. And many artists were going through great depression, especially live performance artists. And you can see the difference in people as we have begun to slowly get back to a semblance of normalcy um, in terms of how we're doing it. But um, I, I, I congratulate you all for really sticking in there and sticking through it because a lot of people left. A lot of people like, I'm not doing this until we can get back to a live audience. Um, so they missed kind of that transitional period. But um, yeah. as we kind of close out the show, I normally have a, a question. Well, my normal question to my guest is, um, what advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? And what question would you ask to your 100-year-old self? Um, not to change anything, but maybe, you know, soften that blow a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what would I advise I give to my 17-year-old self is you are enough. Mm. You are enough and you're about to enter a world and a field where everyone else's opinion determines your success. Mm. And the only way for that success to come about and for them to accept you is to realize that you are enough. Whatever you are, mm. be okay with it and let that work for you. You know, they exploit yourself before they exploit you. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, that's a that's a that that idea of you know going into the world measuring yourself or allowing other people to be measured measure you by somebody else's stick is a mm-hmm. it, just understanding you are enough. Nobody can measure you, but mm-hmm. you. Exactly, exactly. You're your own competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and for to a question to ask my 100 year old self would be um, when all, if all else, if you failed or if you could do it all over again, would you? Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, that, that's the question. Like, if you could do it all over again, would you? And to be honest, I think my 100-year-old self would say, heck yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, these, these questions, both of these questions or statements 
rather are are good meditation prompts because it tells you a lot about where you are right now. It tells you a lot about what you may be feeling right now. And you'll be surprised to know if you ask yourself this in a week, it may be a different answer, depending mm -hmm. on where you are, how you're navigating um, life at that moment. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a, a meditation prompt that I give to myself. Hopefully, I try to do it every morning, but sometimes, you know, you like I, that introspection, I got to just get it moving. I don't have the time to go in. Let me just go out and get it done. Uh, but uh, I appreciate you for stopping by. Um, hopefully I'll meet you soon. I know this virtual world is uh, <laughs> a norm that doesn't seem to want to go away. Uh, but uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come out and join us. And I wish you and your castmates so much luck and so many blessings on your production. Definitely check out uh, Dream Girls that's opening up this November uh, down at Center Stage. You can go to Art Centric's website or you can go to uh, Center Stage's website to get your tickets and particular information. Can you let people know where they can find you at on social media? Yes, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Fonsworth J, nickname and gave me. So F O N Z W O R T H J. You look at all my styles on there, you'll see why they call me Fonsworth. Um, or on Facebook, uh, Brian Jeffrey Daniels, that's B R Y A N J E F F R E Y. Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S. You'll see me. I usually come up either first or second, maybe third, depending. You don't really have to type in that much. Uh, uh, yeah, but just to spell out the websites, because I find a lot of people type the wrong website. Um, it is, um, Artcentric is www.artcentric.org. Org and mm -hmm. Baltimore and Baltimore Center Stage is www.centerstage.org. That's center C E N T E R stage S T A G E dot O R G. Uh, and you will see everything. I usually post everything on my Facebook and Instagram. Um, so I'm sure I see some comments. People are <laughs> commenting. This Gabrielle. Thank you for tuning in. She said, Brian is a star, one of the best performers in the game. And uh, I, 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 I looked through your social media as I was prepared for this. And, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, I love to see another positive brother um, representing um, his creativity and, and not being afraid to just simply be himself uh, in, a, in a space and time where everybody's trying to be everything but self. Uh, so keep going. I wish you much success, much love, and and I'll be there. Um, I'll be the ghetto person uh, singing along. <laughs> I know all the songs. We love uh, that. <laughs> I'm gonna be the loud person that. singing along. But um, many blessings to you. Many, many, many blessings to you. And uh, we'll definitely share out the links to the social media. We're gonna try to have him back on once he catches Please. his breath. From the from the fast paced world that is Dream Girls, uh, hopefully before he goes back, uh, perm well not only permanently but before he leaves Baltimore again. But uh, thank you again. Was it anything you want to say about or any last words that you may have? Yeah, I just want to tell everybody that it's your world. 
be the creator in your world. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just be the creator. Don't worry about everything that's going on. Everybody mm-hmm. has content. Everybody has content. Share right. it. Somebody needs it. And there's room for all of us. There's room for all everyone. Us. All of us. All of us. Mm-hmm. That's right. All of us. Mm-hmm. Be legendary. That's on my bio. <laughs> that's everything. Just be legendary. Okay. This has been another edition of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Uh, don't miss it. Catch out. If you missed the uh, big part of this interview, you can go to Be Exposed Radio. Be Exposed Radio on YouTube, or you can go to our Facebook pages on Be Exposed Radio or the Artist Exchange and catch the entire show. Thank you again, Brian. Thank you again for everybody that's tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe, and support this man. Join him for Dream Girls. Peace out, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm uh, again. I apologize. This last. Thank you.